Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcasts. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Blues Brothers. This is from Blues Brothers 2000. Anyway. Well, we are going to do something a little bit different. If you can go ahead and bring it down just a little bit, just in the background. We're going to do something a little bit different. This is definitely different for a Palm Sunday service. But we're going to be doing an interview, and it's not the dating game, even though it might look like that. Thank you, Brian. I, I, I won't be able to, to talk if I, if I keep that going. I, I keep listening to it. So um, I think everyone is aware, uh, um, Mel and Deb were our our body life pastors and they they moved in in January and so we we asked the marshals Brian and Shauna Marshall to to be our our body life pastors which is essentially and the way we've kind of structured our church is that it, everything kind of breaks down in, into three three groups there's the body life of the church and then we also have education, and Amanda Clark is has been our our de facto <coughs> pastor of of education, and uh, and we also have Lee and Deborah Winans over our outreach. Those three legs, I, I like to use the term a three-legged stool, and those things are what our church 
rests on. Now, they're, they're, you can only take a, an analogy so far and start talking about a three-legged stool, then, you know, um, it, 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 anyway. Um, but I, I want to invite Brian and Shauna up to the front. Uh, they've agreed to let us ask them some questions. But I want you to get to know them as... Come on. Oh. Are we too close together? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so it begins. And so it begins. <laughs> but I was I was thinking about this. I mean, we we announced in January when we had our our last committee core meeting that these guys are going to be taking over body life. And so they've been doing various things. And I think you know that, that Brian serves in, in sound. And Shauna has, has recently volunteered to, to help with our prayer ministry. And she's also been involved in worship for a good time now. And they've, they've led a community group. I mean, they've done a lot of things. And so I, we don't have enough time, I think, in the course of a year to, to really get to know somebody. I mean, you just see someone every now and then, and, and uh, so, so I just had this, this idea, why don't we just give them a chance to speak for themselves? So I've got a few questions that, 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 that we, we kind of put together, and we just want to give you an opportunity to get to know them. How's that sound? And then when we're when we're done, we're gonna we're gonna pray for each other. So, all right. So, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she won't let you talk. Poor guy. <laughs> well, so yes, like Joel said, we and we want to do this. This is the first time we want to we've done this, and we want to do this with most of our leadership team. So as we go through the year, we're going to have a chance to hear from different ones um, and for you to get to know them a little bit better. Most of y'all have been going to church together for a long time, but we do have some new people who may not know them as well. And so this is one of the things that we want to do. So we've put them on the spot, made them feel really, really, really uncomfortable, especially Brian. And we're asking them a couple of questions. We did leave them a few questions. We did give them the questions ahead of time so they could think about it. Right they were the right. They are the same questions, no curveballs. Um, and so I think probably what we're going to do is give them a chance to speak for themselves first, and introduce themselves and say kind of whatever they want to say. And then if you didn't answer our questions, we will ask the questions. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Here, well, I'm going to hand it to you first, and then... Okay. Okay. Well, I had prepared differently, so you, you threw me off. Um, I'm Brian Marshall, and uh, my wife, Shauna, and I moved here uh, a year ago, December. Um, we got here December 30th, about 9.30 at night. Uh <laughs> after driving three and a half days with truck and trailers and all that good stuff. Um, it was it was a long journey just in life getting here, um, as well as the drive was... We had a great drive, actually. We didn't have any problems, which was a godsend. Um, but, and we'll expound on this a little bit more during the questions, but 
never in my life did I think I would be up here. And I think most people can say that, that are in uh, a Bible-believing church and uh, Jesus um, faith church, they would probably say the same thing. Never thought I'd be where I am today if it wasn't, wasn't for God and Jesus. So um, kind of surreal to be up here. <laughs> so, with that, I'll hand it over to my wife. <laughs> Hi, all y'all. How am I doing? <laughs> no, well, okay, I wanted to see it. I'm working on that accent. So, um, yes, I agree with Brian, but I, I was ready for the questions also. I just was trying to look at everybody's face, see everybody. How y'all doing? Yeah. Okay. That, okay. Okay. That was it? Oh. That, okay, then. Well, I think you did, you may have told us, but where are you guys originally from? Where is home? We're from, originally from Phoenix, Arizona. Both of us were actually born and raised there as natives in the desert. We were high school sweethearts. I was the prop head, and he was Schroeder. I got a sh I was the prop head in a play. Oh, oh. Got to give us time, love. Okay. And he was Schroeder. They tried to spray paint his hair to make gold. it gold. Oh, Italian. Charlie Brown? Yeah, yeah Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. Sorry, I skipped that part. Mm -hmm. That's how we met. And I started putting love notes on his piano that he'd have to come get to me. So I was a sophomore. So we've known each other that long. Wow. I'm not going to ask when that was. No, no, you can tell us if you want to, but I'm not going to ask. <laughs> Six, 87. So we've known each other for 33 years. Oh, since high school. That's sweet. And have y'all been sweethearts ever since? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Were we sweethearts ever since? Yeah. There was another man. Uh oh. <laughs> well, I don't think that's on my list of questions oh. to ask. <laughs> so tell us about your family. Tell us what life was like growing up for you guys. Um, did you go to church all your life, or has church been kind of something new, or how did that come about? I was raised Catholic from a baby, so when I was born, I got, I was baptized as a baby. I grew up in the Catholic faith. I was an altar boy. Uh, my dad was, in the robe and everything, um, my dad was uh, a lecturer, or what was that? He got up there and talked on the lectern, but he was a deacon. That was it. So he was a deacon. Um, so the my grandmother was originally from Sicily, Italy, so very strong, devout Catholic. So a lot of Italian Catholic things uh, growing up. And uh, as I got older, um, went to went to a parochial school. So I was, at, I was actually at the Catholic school. Um, from kindergarten all the way through the end of seventh grade, basically. Um, wound up leaving the school and getting into public school. Still kind of going to church, you know, but there was just something that wasn't there um, at that time that, and I, I don't really follow the Catholic faith right now, so I know they've changed a lot of their their thinking and relationships with God, but that was one of the things. It's like everything was ceremonial, and it just, it's like, which I like, I, I'm, you know, I'm 
I was in the Navy and all that stuff, so I liked that kind of stuff, but it, there was just something missing. So I stopped going to church, um, and uh, then I met my wife and my girlfriend in high school, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what better way to get on the girlfriend's side with her dad but to go to church with them? <laughs> so that's what started me going to a, a, a Christian church uh, with Shauna. I'll let her take it from there. Mine's just really kind of short. So I did grow up in the church. We were Baptist, traditional Baptist. I can't say it was Southern. My dad was also an elder. Um, But interesting enough, as I started to ask my parents, my mom was not a Christian when they married. My dad was from a a Baptist minister himself. It was a pastor. So there was that lineage, but my mom didn't. So just even simple things like learning to tithe was really huge. And then I learned it through them. So um, I accepted Jesus when I was nine. And my dad led me in the prayer. Um... And that's later on, so I won't expound further. But well, you can feel free. <laughs> I, I uh, also didn't really personally have a relationship with Jesus for a very long time. I call it whatever word you would like, Miss Melinda, legalistic, Pharisaical, all that kind of stuff. I was just trying to work hard enough to feel that I earned God's love. Um, so really coming, I'm still in that of really coming full circle that Jesus loves me. I am just washed in the blood. I am, that is the best news ever. <laughs> so I'll just stop at that. <laughs> that's good stuff. So that's telling us a little bit kind of about your history, your story and faith and kind of coming to the Lord and that kind of stuff. So Catholic background, Baptist sort of background, how did you guys find the vineyard? I mean, you've been from what you've said, you've been part of the vineyard for a few couple of decades now, it seems. So how did how did y'all find the vineyard as a as a church, as a movement? I'll answer that one. Um, so I was a part of a community church when I was in junior high in high school. And uh, through that time there was a huge split in the church. And I think I was like fifteen. So they started, my parents started looking for another church, and we went to, it was called Glory Road, (laughs) and it met in somebody's house, and he was still dating me, so he, of course, tagged along, as he said, Um, and then pretty much the pastors there had found a vineyard church, um, and they were becoming a part of that, but by then, we had already kind of moved on and went to a strip mall where there was a vineyard. My son was two months old. He's now 28. So we started in that strip mall, and then we helped plant a church, which is now called Vineyard North Phoenix. It holds about 2,000, 2,500 people. Um, And they, Pastor Brian Anderson, married us in the church, and we've been married 26 years. So Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So it was just, yeah, that, nothing any special. Were you going to add? No. Okay. That's good. That's it. <laughs> so 20, if, I, if my math is correct, 26 years in the vineyard, 20, 28 years in the vineyard at Phoenix, and part of that congregation as it grew, and then... From the Vineyard Phoenix, you went to another church after that? So so they planted a church that 
you were both a part of. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, there's always hiccups, right? Life isn't smooth. We haven't told you that part yet. So Brian had stopped attending church, and um, there had been some grudges and hurt in the church, and I, I could not get him to go. Um, and so at the same time, I was a part of a program, a 12-step program, called Celebrate Recovery, which they have a different name for it. And the, the leaders of that movement felt God had highlighted me to them to help them in their church plant. And they were planning a new vineyard church, which, you know, had about 30 people. And I, would, I didn't even know how to play the guitar at all. But God <laughs> said I was highlighted to them. So I said I'd learn it, and we would start worship. So I was a part of that church for... I want to say two years, and our marriage had gotten at a really difficult place that I separated from him, and then when he felt God got a hold of him, he started coming back to that church. Am I saying it right? You want to add yeah, anything? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we'd gone through a separation, and I wasn't going to give up, and so I, I gave chase. Um, we both went to counseling separately. We went to counseling together. Um, the pastor at the church where we were at um, helped counsel us and, and work through life's issues and things that I had done, things she had done, because um, it, it always takes two. Yes. Um, so, you know, thank God we, we, you know, we had family support and our children and everything. So, so we made it through. So I started going to where they were their their church plan. We were meeting at a at a high school um, in uh, part of Phoenix, and uh, so I you know I just can't sit around. So I I got involved and I started. I was doing the sound at the large church before we left, and then so they needed you know the guy that was running the sound needed a break. So I he and I teamed back and forth. So started doing sound and lighting lighting there. So, um, but we did. Uh, when I started going to their church, we hadn't gotten back together yet. We were in our mending phase, so uh, eventually we did. Uh, we got reconciled, and we had a renewal, renewed our vows. Um, and uh, during our separation, uh, we'd had a nice house where we lived, and so forth. And this is part of the whole Texas story. So she likes the junk gypsies and Chip and Joanna Gaines and all that good stuff. Oh, sorry. Um, so we're talking on the phone, and I'm out on the back patio, and uh, she goes, I can't move back to that house. And I'm like, okay. We lived here 14 years, did a whole bunch of stuff to it, loved the house. She was the one that liked it to begin with more than I, so, and she goes, I'm not moving back to that house. She goes, I think I want to move to Texas. And I was like, What? I mean, I always wanted to be a cowboy, and I wore I wore boots as a kid and a little cowboy hat, and you know, because Arizona's part of the West, we have cowboys in Arizona, um, but I, I, I'm just like Texas, really. So you know, I'm just going along, listening, and everything, and so um, so after we got reconciled, and we we're you know trying to figure out sell the house and all this stuff, and our birthdays are on the same day, and our anniversary is like two weeks later. And so we got to the point, it's like, well, what do we want to do for our birthdays and anniversary? And I go, well, how about we just go to Texas for a week or so and check it out? 
so that's what we did. <laughs> so that kind of leads us. Yes, in. yes. So I'm going to backtrack just a little bit <laughs> and point out what has what was immediately obvious to you. Are these perfect people? Do they have like the perfect fairy tale story, romance, high school sweethearts and were hugely in love for the rest of their lives? No. And I don't think any of us could say that of ourselves either. We've all had our hiccups. We've all had our ups and our downs. You stay in a relationship with anybody for any length of time, and you know that. You encounter the work of the enemy who tries to destroy our lives. And I love this story for that reason, that here are two people who were in love with each other, high school sweethearts, and it wasn't working. And they made some difficult choices. And yet they sought the Lord in those things. And God brought them back together and mended, mended what the enemy tried to destroy. And y'all know this is, those of you who have heard our story know that this is dear to my heart. I know that God can do what people cannot do. I know that he can. And I love this testimony for that reason. So... You come to Texas for a week because, what, you're still trying to get back in her good graces at the time? Or? No, no, we, were back, we were back together. We were, we were back together. We had decided to, um, I think at that point, we had decided to sell the house. Um, and when she had, had left, she moved out to a little townhouse, cute little townhouse, not far from the house. So, um, so... I was going to move in there, and we were going to sell the house and figure out what we wanted to do. You know, I mean, we're still, you know, young. Our our son's, well, he's 28 now. Our daughter's 21 at that time, minus a year and a half. Um, so it's like, eh, we can do anything, you know. There's, there's nothing holding us here. You know, we love our parents and everything, but they're doing good. And it's like, and we just knew there was, we were supposed to do something else. And, uh. So we decided, well, you know, let's go check out Texas. So tell us about that trip. So it was a late, it was a late flight in. Um, I, I want to go back real quick to what Danelle said. Um, the, and I'm going to try not to break up here. Um, I do it all the time. <laughs> Communication, uh, especially for men, is difficult. Um, whether your dad hasn't shown you, you haven't learned it, it's not inherent, it's not, you know, um, something that's just given to you. You have to learn it and work at it. And uh, I just wanted to say part of the thing, my downfall was not communicating, not being open, um, with my wife and sharing my feelings, not being open with God. Um, and that was part of the wake-up call. Um, 
I've always believed in God. I've always had faith. It was more of a blind faith than a, uh, a, a, a knowing faith or a uh, faith that I can feel in my soul of what God wants for us. And I was in the world instead of in him. And, you know, she gave me the wake-up call, but it was because God basically said, hey, hit him on the head and let's wake him up. <laughs> um, and I just, through this, this journey, you know, um, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Not that I'd want people to go through it. Um, so if you can learn from from me, would be to not be stubborn, to be open-minded, and to be able to communicate. Because um, she she really thought I wasn't going to give chase. <laughs> you know, we'd been married 21 years at that time, 22 years, something like that. And uh, she thought I wasn't wasn't going to come. You know go after her and you know I loved her and it wasn't stupid I was just not listening so you know wives or men you know you got to listen you got to talk you got to communicate um, you got to be open um, because the the devil's going to try and steal it away every chance he can um, and not to say that we don't have issues and misunderstandings and stuff like that even even till today um <laughs> But, you know, we just, we work through it and keep on going. And um, so we got here to Texas and uh, came in late, spent the night, got up, hit the road. And I was just, I mean, we've, we've lived in South Carolina, Virginia, um, green and lush because I was, I was in the Navy for six years. And, uh, you know, so we've traveled. I've, I've been to different countries and all that stuff. Um, you know, grew up in the desert, so we always like green. And we got here, and we're just driving, driving from place to place, and rolling hills and ponds and cattle. And I'm like, man, this is like heaven. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm sure lots of you have been in the big cities and been to, you know, Houston or taking trips and traveled and and so forth and seen the world too. But um, I guess just our point in life, it was. This was, it's like, I could live here. This is pretty awesome. So we traveled around to a couple different cities, uh, Temple, Round Rock, of course, Round Top to go to see the Junk Gypsies. Um, and so we stayed at Airbnbs on the way, and we were making our way up to Waco and then um, and back out and all that good stuff. So um, we are going to the antique fair, and they have a promorama at night. And what we thought was a, a dance and everything had changed over the years because she wanted to go dancing, even though I can't country dance, so I need some, te I need some teaching. So, well, there we go. There. All right. So, um, so there, was, there was no place. Everything was booked near Round Top. Um, and Shauna had been looking for everything, and she she found a little place out in Washington County called the Brazos B and B. So I'll let Shauna continue from there. I'm just gonna say it was Diane. It's just Diane. 
<laughs> Diane. It's Diane. Yeah, they're wanting your name sign. Um, because we really, I was trying hard not to put God on something when we came here, but just let it happen. And so I had already had an interview in Waco. We had to rush the next morning, and Diane brought us breakfast. And, and as we're leaving, that's what was great. I love how God works. <laughs> I wasn't trying to superimpose God into something, and I'm giving her a hug bye. And so she asks, hey, where do you all go to church? I'm like, the vineyard? Oh, we go to the vineyard, and my, my husband's a pastor, and we tried not to let our jaw drop, you know, like, because we're, we're running late now for this interview, and I'm like, what? And, she, and I thought it was a secret. I told her I led worship, but I hear she told y'all before we even got here, and I'm like, Shh, I didn't want to superimpose God. I mean, I really want his glory, you know, and so, but it stuck with us. So we ended up coming back to Texas two more times, and then the second time we came, we tried to meet y'all. But that's when Harvey was here, literally chasing me as I took my interpreter test. You know, it would just the rain just kept coming, and y'all canceled church because it was bad. So then we came again in November to try to find a rental, and Brian and I were talking last night with Dee. Um, we tried hard to move to College Station because everyone keeps asking us, why Brenham? How did you even know it was on the map? <laughs> um, and I, Brian's like, you know, you need to move somewhere where the agency is going to be close. Well, there's one interpreting agency in College Station. So, I mean, I found, like, beautiful houses, and I had them all mapped out, seven of them. I'm kind of like, you know, Monica on Friends. I can be. <laughs> and when we landed and met the realtor, all seven of them were off. I was really. Rented. They, I was so mad. I was crying. I'm like, she goes, I'll find you something. I'm like. I was mad at God. I get, I get that way a lot. <laughs> and then I just kept, I just thought, I just got to work harder. See that legalism? Yeah. Work harder. Well, thank Jesus we don't live in College Station. <laughs> Amen. He was so right. It's yeah. not anywhere as pretty as here. And I don't, anyone who's in college, I love you, but I don't want to be around college people. So so I, I know we're getting short on time, but I want to say another another part of this whole uh journey out here was, you know, the, the, the first time we came out and um, came to service and, or was the first time, we're sitting, it was the second time we came out, we came to service, Joel was preaching, we went out to lunch with a bunch of y'all, Beth and Eric, um, I think Bill and Lanny were there, um, Mel and Debbie, I think Don and Joan were there, um, and you guys, that was... So that was the, the cool thing about the church is everybody was friendly and open and just wanted to say hi, um, get to know you, um, because there's lot, not a lot of churches out there that do that, um, and, and that was also a draw to us. Just, you know, just being in the vineyard is, is one thing, um, but the, the family, the community in the church is what really makes the difference. Um, so we went out to lunch and, and Mel and Debbie said, you know, we had told them we were starting to look, they go, well, you know, if, if you guys don't find anything, we got this little brick house on our property, you can come and stay at. So I kid you not, November, we came out, there was nothing and we're supposed to be moving like December, 
I mean, we had Christmas. The next day we were packing and loading trucks and getting ready to get on the road. And we had no place to live. And so I, we, we, we were going through another person working on a, a rental and everything. And we're like, yeah, maybe that'll work. And I'm like, you know, let's just, let me, let me call Mel. Let me text Mel. And I called him and I said, hey, here's the situation. He goes, come stay as long as you want. No big deal. We'll figure it out. And you'll go, you can find something once you get here and then move out. So I'm like, Wow. I never just <laughs> never in my wildest dreams would have thought about that. Yeah, it's just Texas and the people in Texas. Um, so not on not only that, but then y'all came out and helped me empty the the U-Haul truck into a container on the property that we finally found we were going to rent, and then that of course sat there for a month and a half till the other people moved out. But you know, it was just. It was just amazing. So thank you all for that again, because that was that was pretty awesome. Um, I forget where else I was going with that. I was going somewhere. So yes, um, I was going somewhere, but I forgot. Anyway, here we are. <laughs> so one last question, and there's a couple of questions, but really they're sort of twofold. So this is a brand new season for you? It's just nothing, like nothing you've ever done before or experienced before. It's a new chapter. So what, and it is still early days here, so what about this phase as you've kind of stepped in, well, jumped into it, you know, feet first, excites you the most? What do you find yourself thinking about a lot as we've watched you and reached out to who was our current body life team pastors or whatever at the time, and we asked Mel and Deb. We asked Mel and Deb, our former team leaders for body life, what, who, who do you see in this community following you? We, we would like your suggestions. We would like your input. You're doing this already. Who do you see that could do this as well? Right off the bat, they said, Brian and Shauna. And at first, we, well, we thought, well, yeah, sure, yeah, they're, they're brand new here. They don't know us. They don't know anything about us. But as we started paying attention to them every week and what they did, and we saw them reaching out, to different ones all across the congregation in different ways. And not in big ways, but mostly just in little ways. These small touches, these small touches, these small touches constantly connecting, constantly uh, reaching out to help and reaching out to, to build relationship. And it became very evident that Mel and Deb were onto something that they would be amazing in this role. And so we asked them to prayerfully consider that. And of course, this whole recent transition, recent changes in their lives, there were concerns on their part. Why do you want us in this role? We don't understand. We're just, we're brand new. Why would you want us to do this? And 
it just seemed such confirmation to us to hear, you know, Mel and Deb's assurance that yes, we really think they would be good at this. And as we watched, seeing the Lord confirm that to us. So as you have accepted and agreed and become a part of this team, what kind of excites you about that? What, what I guess, wakes you up at night? Not in a bad way, but kind of, you know, in a good way, thinking, oh, yes, Lord, that. Or does it happen? Or does it <laughs> It does. It does happen. Um, you know, moving here was a huge risk for me. I really gave up our church. I gave up my parents. I had a lot of flack. And, um, but once I did that step, and I, I just risked it all, it's amazing how God's presence comes when you just let, you let go. And uh, so since then, that was the big one. That was like cutting the apron string. And so now it's like, wow, what do you want to do now? The sky's the limit. And, and the more I would just say, body life, okay. And, and you think I'm already doing it. I just love loving on you all. I really do. That excites me. And then when I see God show up in your life, wow, you know, just because, you know, sometimes we think we might just have gas that day or a <laughs> sensation of, I need to turn left today and go talk to this person. And then when he shows up, wow, that does keep me up. That's super exciting. What are you going to do next, God? I, I, help, help me to hear better. Take the wax out of my ears. I don't want to miss the opportunities. I wish we didn't have to work yeah. <laughs> um, because then we could hang out and get to know each other more. Yeah. There's just not enough time of the day. I mean, even just the sh short amount of time in, in church in the morning, um, I guess that's why we all like to go out and eat a lot and uh, hang out that way. Um, but, you know, I, I think back, you know, during, you know, during the times of Jesus and it's like, you know, the, the time was more simple. Um, everybody wasn't running around, um, and they had community, and they met more often, and everybody knew each other, um, and that's, you know, why the, the community groups are so cool, because, you know, that's one of the things we first did was just jumped into two community groups right off the back so we could get to meet people and know, you know, know more what was going on in the church and everything, so, um, and so we had a great, great time with that, but, um, um, what excites me? Um, I just think God's really, really got a plan for all of us. Um, because he's doing something. I mean, there was so many times we just looked at each other and go, are we really moving here? What, what's the, what's the reason? And there was sign after sign after sign going, you just need to move to Brenham. I was like, okay. So so that was exciting and scary. And then getting here and then them asking us to, to do this role that, that Mel and Deb did, I was like, no way, what are you talking about? You know, we're just, we're just people. We just want to help out and, and have fun and be able to have community with each other. Um, I, sure. So at one point, because it, we were getting a lot of pushback from my family and our, our current church, 
Brian had made a decision. I don't know if he remembers this. And he said, you know what? And he was tearfully saying, God, I'm going to obey you, even if you've called me to move all the way, and if it's just to touch one person's life. Mm. And it set me free to go, okay, we can do this, to just touch one person's life. Is it worth eternity? Yes, it is worth eternity. And when we got here, the way that he moved in such little details... Someone had said to me, okay, you know the verse, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, coming from a legalistic eye point, I'm thinking I need to do a lot. But the things that I I enjoy bring him joy. So I even started praying hard prayers, y'all. Like, I love cows. They're so great here, y'all. They're really neat. (laughs) I like to pet them, and I like to name them. (laughs) And I love the chickens. And you know what? I got some some flack for that. And I pray, God, take this desire away from me. Take it away from me if this is not going to bring you glory. And instead, he just intensified it. And then I, there's cows right on the road. You all can pull over and talk to them. Like, oh, you guys really are, you just don't know. And now my friend D says, that's not normal. I'm trying to assimilate as best as I can so that when we have a hamburger, I'm prepared. But I just love how God meets us right where we're at and where our faith is at. And he will let that delight bring glory to his, his name. So I got one more thing. So how was it phrased? What's your greatest joy? Oh, what, so what's my greatest joy? My greatest joy is still being with my wife. My greatest joy is... is God bringing us back together. My greatest joy is not trying to control my life and let God control it. Yes. And that's why we're here. And we're not perfect, and we're going to fail every day. Um, But I love coming to church on Sundays. Mm -hmm. I love coming to hang out and and talk with people because during the week it's it's work you know you're you're doing a job to get paid and you're you're still having community with people and I love working for people and I get doing what I do I get to meet new people all the time and uh, it's it's just fun. I, I like my job. I have fun at it, and I enjoy doing it. I've finally gotten to that point. Um, so, and there'll be there'll be pitfalls and stumbles along the way, um, and and that's why you all are here so we can help each other out. Yes. I think that's part of what it's all about. Yes. Well, can y'all give these guys a hand? It's not easy to to get in front of a a, a, a room full of people and just un, unfold yourself. And and I I I learned a few things about you guys today. It, it, it was it, it's this has been great.